So I know it's been quite a while since there's been a podcast, but I swear we haven't done all we're going to do. Um, the last couple months of school were a little bit hectic. Uh, my roommate, Darian, her brother, he was home from college. They had all been, you know, sent home due to COVID. And he has been staying with us for a while. Um, so there was a little, there were, there were more people in the house than normal. Um, and then summer started and I went on a long trip and I've enjoyed summer and I haven't done any blog writing, any really anything. I've even kind of put mine and Haley's book business to the side a little bit. My computer's been acting up the last like week or so. And so hopefully I can get it fixed so I can start getting back to business. But um, this podcast, I want to kind of talk a little bit about my mom's trip, but I want to talk more about having my teardrop and owning it and the struggles that, you know, I kind of face from being in a wheelchair and having a, a camper and all of that. So let's get to it. So those of you that don't already know that are listening, um, about a year ago or maybe two years, I am so losing track of time, especially because of COVID. Um, Within the past two years, we'll say, I finally reached one of my goals of getting my Subaru. And shortly after that, SOAR um, nonprofit helped me have my dream of owning a teardrop camper come true. And um, I've taken it out on a couple adventures since then. I have, first, we had to go pick it up from Lubbock, which is about nine hours away from where I live. And thankfully, because I've never towed anything. And so that was one of the things I was kind of really worried about. I'm, I was really hoping that I wouldn't you know, do it, tow it, and hate it, and it would be too much, you know, Um, but, and my parents had, I had been looking at teardrops for a while, and I finally found a good one, it's a 2017 um, Riverside Retro Junior Model 509, Um, and it was in excellent condition, and, um, I got a really good price on it, and everybody that I knew was going out of town or had something to do or they were busy, and nobody could go with me, and so my parents knew that I was about to go get it all by myself, and of course, they knew I'd never towed anything. That's a long way, so thankfully, mom took off. They drove here, or not here, but I'm in Florida right now. They drove to Texas, and then as soon as they got there, One morning, we loaded up, drove to Lubbock, picked it up the next morning, drove back. They stayed with me one night, and they went back to Florida. Um, And since then, I have taken it camping to um, a spot that's only about two hours away in Texas. I went by myself, took it there, and that worked out good. And then I drove it to Florida um, and met my sister in Alabama to camp because I was really nervous about taking it all the way to Florida, because I know I was going to have to stop more for gas and whatnot. Um, And so we camped uh, two nights, three nights in Alabama, and then I took it to Florida. Then I left it there. We took it to the beach um, Thanksgiving or Christmas or something. I don't remember. One of my visits home, we took it to the beach. And then this last time, whenever I came home at the beginning of the summer, I picked 
the camper and mom up and we went back to Texas and me and mom went on a about 4,500 mile trip um, to all kinds of places. We went to Big Bend National Park in Texas. We stayed in Colorado for two or three nights. We then went to, um, to South Dakota. So we went through Nebraska and Kansas, um, made it to South Dakota. We stayed in a hotel there in South Dakota, but then we camped in Kansas on our way back home to Texas. And I left it in Texas. And then um, I plan on taking it on a couple of trips, you know, whenever I get back there. Uh, because it, it kind of sucked not having it there, especially when I was quarantined and stuff. I could have went and quarantined myself in the woods. But, um, you know, I haven't had any major issues with it so far, but we'll we'll get into that um, a little bit as I kind of tell you about the experience and more about the camper itself. So the camper itself, it only weighs about a thousand pounds dry weight. It has a propane tank on the front with its spare tire. Um, it's only about a 12-foot long trailer. It has a queen-size bed on the inside, and it's got doors on both sides. Um, both of the doors have windows, and when you open it up, it's just the bed in there, and on the front of the trailer, like the front wall and the back wall, there are cabinets along um, the whole wall just at the top um, with, I think, one side has two cabinet doors. The other side has four cabinet doors on it. Um, there's no AC or heat in it whatsoever. There is a fan up at the top. Um, and whenever we were staying in the colder regions, we quite often didn't even have one window open um, because that fan really circulates air through there very, very, very well. Um, then in, if you go around to the back and you open up the back part of it, um, you, there's a counter and there's two cabinet spaces in there. There is also like another flat, like counter piece. And then on one side of that flat counter piece, you have a lid that comes up and there are two burners that are connected to the propane tank on the front. And there's a little sink that um, whenever you have water connected, that works. Um, below that, on the very bottom of it, there is a, a apartment that you can open up, and underneath there is the water tank. I've never filled that. I've never used that. Definitely don't ever plan on towing it with a full water tank. Um, that scares me um, with the weight that that would add on to it. Um, and there's like a little storage area, kind of extra space underneath there. So I put one of the little tables that I have that goes very small. It goes under there. Um, one of my little mats can go under there. I have a little itty bitty um, fire ring thing that it folds up to be a flat thing, but you can open it out and you just sit it on the ground. So you have a little fireplace thing. And I think that's all I have under there. Um, so it's a cute little thing. I can actually deal with it all by myself. The only problem that I could see anyone having 
when the hatch in the back is opened all the way, it's too tall for me to grab it with my hand. However, I use those dressing sticks that have a hook on one end and the other weird like hook things on the other end. And I keep one of those in the back there. So whenever I open it, I can just grab that and pull it down. And it's not an issue whatsoever. Um, and hooking it up is not hard for me at all. Because with my car, I have the backup camera. Um, so I can literally, off based off that backup camera, I can get the ball right underneath the the hitch of the trailer, you know, and so it has not been an issue. That has not been an issue whatsoever. However, backing up the trailer when the trailer is hitched has, I'm getting better. I can finally, if it's straight, I can keep it semi-straight, um, but I'm not still good at it. We would not say that. Um, still in novice mode, if that's correct, um, but I am getting better, and with time, I'll get there, but with these shorter trailers it's like they don't want to go the direction you're trying to make them go for like four feet and then all of a sudden they're like oh yeah I'm gonna now go all the way that way so it's not as slow and steady as like what I would imagine a longer trailer to be I've never backed up a longer trailer but everyone I have ever spoke to says that the smaller the trailer is the harder it is and I foresee it probably being because it waits way too long to start going in the direction you want it to go and then it goes entirely too fast um but I'm starting to get a hang of that and as soon as it starts turning a little bit I kind of slowly start putting my wheel back the opposite way and I'm getting there so with time I will get better at that um but the first trip I took it on my own to the place in Texas I had found my spot and there was a bridge close to that and this guy was parked on it and just sitting in his truck and his truck was facing the way that I was about to have to back up into my campsite and I kept circling around because I'm like come on man like I don't need an audience because it's more stressful when you know you have people watching especially if people are like do you want some help no because you're about to see I'm gonna fail like five million times and I would really like to not have an audience whenever I fail that many times um, so no, thank you, but thank you, and when I say no, thank you, that means go back at, to your own business, you know, and don't watch me, because now you're stressing me out, anyways, I kept circling around, he never went anywhere, so I was like, all right, it's gonna get dark, I've got to go ahead and do it, so I did, and I almost backed up into a tree, um, but kept going, kept pulling forward, and I didn't give up, and finally, I got it in there, where it didn't look half bad you know you could tell it was crooked but whatever um with the trip that mom and I went on the first place that we got to was a pull through so that was cool the second place Chiso's uh basin campground they were very weird parking or uh camping lots and mine was one that it was kind of like uh I don't know how to say it, it was like a pull-off, you know, not a pull-off, but you were, it was kind of a campsite that was a part of the road, you know, and the road just like went in a little, and you had like more pavement, so the way it was there, I was able to kind of pull in really close, and pull it up, um, and then just park, so it wasn't a pull-through, but it kind of was, you know, it was gonna pull out, or in kind of way, I don't know, um, but that worked out, and we didn't have that problem there, 
when we stayed in Kansas, that was a pull through. So I didn't have that problem there either. However, when we were in South Dakota, Rapid City, I had been craving Pizza Hut forever. Um, so we found one and I called and ordered it for curbside. Well, when we got there, it was like in one of those strip mall kind of things. And there was only one way in and one way out. And so whenever I pulled in, I pulled straight. And if I if I wanted to back out, I was going to back out into like a five lane kind of not a highway, but I mean, it was an in-town kind of road, but two lanes and then the turning lane in the middle. So I wasn't going to be able to do that. And whenever I went to pull forward and kind of like do a UE, I did not have as much room between the vehicles as I thought. And I ended up getting that thing so cattywampus and it was raining. And I was like, mom, it's, it's got that wheel. Cause it's got, um, a, like a, will that you can put down and you can roll it instead of like putting it down on the like jack or the hitch or whatever it's called I don't know what it's called um and so I was like we're gonna have to unhook it and move it back over there then I'll back up to it and re-hook it and that was scary because there was like a steep decline to the the road the highway or whatever and so I'm like we cannot let this thing go because it's going to end up going down there and I, I could just keep seeing it play out in my head but however um, miracles do happen and right before I was about to unhook it from the car we already had it like on the wheel and I was like you got to hold it you got to hold it because the chains were on it still hooked to the car but it the chains weren't being pulled you know so I was like as soon as I unhook both of these you got to start pushing it that way and I'll help you till you get where you feel like you can hold it and this guy came out and was like do y'all need help and I was like yes we need all the help so he was able he unhooked it and just himself he was able to push it because it is super light um and he pushed it back and so I hopped back in the car backed up to it he hooked us back up Mom was able to throw my chair in the in the um car and we pulled off and went to our hotel. And I did have to back it up into our hotel. There was a little spot right there next to the handicap and I backed it up into that and I did not do half bad if I do say so myself. And that's where we stayed until we left. So hardest part for me um in owning that the teardrop is backing up. Um but I mean that's that's anybody that doesn't have anything to do with the fact of me being in a wheelchair. That's just me probably being a girl and never have towed anything because towing it is really easy. My Outback tows it. You don't even realize anything's back there. Um, I forget sometimes and you know, that could be a bad thing, but it's not nearly as stressful as what I previously thought it was going to be. So that is very, very, very cool. So if anybody is a paraplegic and has thought about, well, I want to go camping and I want it to be a little bit easier because I don't want to set up a tent. I don't like sleeping on the ground and yada, yada, yada. For me, as a paraplegic, that T10 and T11 and I am complete, I have no movement or feeling like below the belly button. Um, it's super easy. The places that we camped at overnight and we were just waking up and leaving the next day, we didn't even unhook, just pull in get in changing your to into your jammies and wake up the next day change and leave easy peasy I would highly recommend it um you know for somebody the doors are kind of narrow um and I am a rather small person 
So if you are a bigger person, you'll definitely want to try to transfer in and out of it before you do that. Because the door, even with me being small, it kind of is iffy sometimes. Um, so that is something to think about. But they are very, very, very manageable for me, even whenever I'm alone. So if you want to go camping, try one out. So while... There doesn't seem like very much to me that is super difficult or makes it much harder because I am in a chair. If I would have been in that predicament and mom would have not been there um, whenever I was at the Pizza Hut strip mall little area, I, I honestly probably would not have pulled into that area had I been alone because I knew as soon as I went to go pull into it, this is sketchy. Um, so I probably just wouldn't have, I would have either called Pizza Hut and be like, hey, can y'all like deliver me this on the road and I'll put my flashers on or I need to cancel that because I can't get to you. That's how I probably would have done it if I would have been by myself. Um, so if I were in a moment where I needed to move it all by myself, rolling it, that's something I haven't tried to do. I think a man in a wheelchair would probably be okay doing that, but I'm rather small and not the strongest person in the world, um, but for me, that would probably be a little, a little much, but other than that, um, I think I would be okay, and, you know, I haven't had a flat tire or anything like that, and I've never changed a tire, so that would probably be somewhat possibly an issue if that ever happened, which I do have all the tools that I need to change a flat tire, I do have um, Subaru as a call for in need um, service. I don't know if they would come and service my camper, but I would definitely try if I was stranded. Um, but for overall, the only issue that I would have is like washing the top of it. Um, I can reach most of the whole entire area when washing I can reach all the side of it I just can't reach the top if I had a problem with the fan obviously I couldn't crawl up there and fix that um I would need to get help with that um but overall it's a pretty manageable thing in a wheelchair um pretty 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 manageable and that's what always that's why I always wanted one because I love being outdoors. I love seeing new places. I love traveling, camping. If I stay at national parks, it's half off for me. I get into national parks for free. Anybody with a disability can, you just have to apply for the access card. It's free. Um, and you get into all of those places for free. So the money wise, it, it makes it worth it to camp, you know, especially if you're a teacher and on a budget. Um, and so I very much enjoy it. Now, on this most recent trip, we discovered one some issues I have with my camper. So whenever we were coming from Florida back to Texas, we went through a lot of rain, a lot, a lot, a lot of rain. And the roads were wet. And so the, the tires were putting a lot of water up into the, you know, teardrop or whatever. And on each side where the door is, the mattress and the sheets and blankets got a little bit of wet. I mean, it wasn't like soaking wet. So you can tell it was like, seeping in there probably as like water vapor um you know mist getting splashed up in there but it was enough to matter um so I did buy some new stuff to put in there 
and I think that helped a little bit. We did it on just one side, and we only went through a little bit of rain, and that side wasn't super wet like it was the other time, but it wasn't all the way dry, so I have to do a little bit more about that, and I discovered we went down one road that we were on, I think in Colorado. It was a paved road, but then for about 20 miles, it turned to a dirt road, but it was like a hard you know, packed dirt and the speed limit was still literally 55 down it. And so I was still going 55 down it. And, um, I remember telling mom while we were going down and I was like, well, um, we know that water gets into it, but let's see if sand gets into it. And I didn't ever think to stop and maybe check. Cause I really wasn't thinking that it would. Um, so whenever we got to rapid city, and we opened it up to get our stuff out of it, like our pillows and stuff for the hotel, there was sand all over the place. And it wasn't like gritty sand. It was basically like silt, you know, but it was all over everything. It had even seeped its way into all of the cabinets. I opened the back hatch. It was in there and some water had dripped in there um, because we went through a little bit of rain too. And it was like producing mud, like next to the sink, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, so, and I've taken it down, I've taken it down some dirt roads and stuff before, went while camping, um, if I'm going slow down them, and I'm not going 55 miles an hour, and I'm not going down them for 20 miles, I don't see that being an issue, but that road was definitely an issue, now, it was very easy for us to wipe everything off, when we took the pillows out, I just shook those off, I slept on them that night, no issues whatsoever, but those are some things that you really need to know about um, because I didn't even think about it. And had I had we stopped and seen that it was getting in there, I would have went much, much, much slower to prevent that. Um, but you live and you learn. That's all I know about life so far. Now, with all that being said, um, here's the big, most important thing takeaway from this. Whenever I was um, talking to the people about buying it, I was working out what how sore could help me and all that. Then I had told the guy I was coming to get it, and on what day, there were probably 955 times in my head, I thought, what are you getting yourself into? Am I doing this when I shouldn't be doing it? Can I afford it? Am I going to have money to tow this? Am I going to have you know, any issues with this that are going to come up that I can't afford because I'm pretty much a broke person, you know, um, or am I going to have big issues that I can't fix? Therefore, this thing is going to have to sit there and rock because it can't be used. Am I going to be able to tow it? Am I going to be able to back it up? And I'm, you know, it was all these things that made me fearful of getting it. All these thoughts made me want to back out and not do it. But then I had to keep telling myself, no, things happen for a reason. That girl pulled out in front of you and you ran into her and totaled your car because you were meant to get that out back. You got that out back. You were able to put that towing package on it. This has been an opportunity that God has put in your lap. Do not turn it down, you know, and do not let fear get in your way. Um, and I even remember when we picked it up, I had told dad, I was like, dad, whenever we leave and pull off, will you, will you drive it until we get to like a deserted road and then I can do it? Like, cause I'm, I was scared. I was still scared. And I told the guy, I was like, I, I told dad, he's got to pull it off from here. Cause you know, I mean, we weren't, we were in Lubbock, but it wasn't super busy or anything. 
Um, but I was, I was still so scared to tow it. And then right before we left, I was like, not dead. I'm driving, you know? And that was that part of me that was like, no, why are you going to, this is your toy. Why are you going to make your dad drive it out of here? That's not how things work. You know, you wanted this, you pull off in with it, you know? Um, it wasn't my dad's teardrop. And so therefore I I was like, I'm going to do it. If I get scared, I'm just going to switch over and then you can do it. But as soon as I left, you know, from the start of me putting it in drive and going, I was like, oh, this is easy. You know, had I, you know, let dad do it. And if he would have done it, then I, it would have taken me longer to figure out that towing it is not so bad. Um, had I let that fear win on any time of those thoughts that I had them, I wouldn't have just gone on a really, really, really cool fun trip with mom. You know, I wouldn't have gone on, even whenever I did that trip to, it's like Edna, it's a lake and I can't ever remember the name of it, but the place only about two hours away from my house in Texas. Um, I, I even wanted to call and try to cancel that at one point, you know, like, what am I, I don't really need to already take it out by myself, you know, like, what if something happens? And I kept having to tell myself, if something happens, that's why you're only going two hours away. You got people that will be within two hours away from you. Somebody will come help you if you need help, you know? Um, and that's the big thing in life that fears every fear is everyone's battle and especially people who are in wheelchairs and who are paraplegics and even you know more so quadriplegics it is scary to try new things and it is scary to do things on your own when you are in a wheelchair and you do not have full function of all of your limbs um it is it can be a very daunting thing to try to do um and if you're not putting yourself in complete danger by doing it, then you should, you know, like, is it the smartest thing for me to go to Big Bend National Park by myself during the summertime and try to put on my big wheels or use my outdoor chair to go on a hike by myself where there are bears and mountain lions and it's 103 degrees outside and I may get stuck in something no, that's not a good idea, and I need to probably let fear win that one, you know, but if it's something reasonable, you got to work yourself through that and overcome it, because by doing that, that has got me where I am today, and it has got me on the journeys that I've been on, and hopefully overcoming fear will get me even further and further and further in life. You know, I have this goal. I want to do public speaking. I mean, I don't need to talk in front of 10,000 or 5,000 people, but I would love to go and tell about my adventures and, and tell my story to kids at church, kids out of school, kids out of college, you know, um, new entrepreneurs that are trying to do their things. I don't know. I could form a speech around whatever anybody wanted me to do one on probably am I the best public speaker candidate in the world no but I am one you know and I know that whenever I do one I'm going to be nervous every single time and that's okay and I can't I can't let that turn me away so I'm super glad that I own a teardrop camper now you know a little bit more about it 
you know where my struggles are at. Um, things that could probably be made more simple. Um, like bigger doors on the side. Um, but the point of this is overcome your fears, follow your dreams, and do do what you want to do. Um, and so and have goals, you know, goals, that's the big thing. Goals are where where the magic starts happening. If you don't have a goal, what are what are you aiming for, you know? And so that's all I have for y'all this week. Um, I am totally going to be recording with um Miss Amber and I'll tell you all more about her in the actual podcast that she is gonna be on. But be on the lookout for that. She has overcome a lot. She has accomplished a lot. She is now on a new adventure where I know she is going to um, produce some of the happiest moments for people um, on this new adventure of hers. And I'm so excited to talk to her. And I'm starting to tear up. Listen to me. Because she truly, she's an inspiration. And I can't wait for her new adventure. And I saw it and I talked to her like weeks ago and I was like, hey, I want you on my podcast. And she was so gung-ho about it. And then, you know, life started happening for me and I started slowing down on the podcast. And so when I saw this new adventure for her, I was like, okay, I'm going to get back on the podcast thing. I got to get yours done, you know, and we're talking, we're talking about the ranch. I'll tell you that part. Um, and so, yeah, so we're going to do that soon. So be on the lookout. And if you listen to all this, thank you much. Hope you enjoyed and we'll catch you next time.